Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Welcome, welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious podcast. And in this episode, I am interviewing Alyssa. Alyssa has a blog called Life by Alyssa, and she started out just writing a blog because she felt like sharing. She also shares this on the podcast. And she noticed that people really got into the HSP stuff, highly sensitive person stuff. So that's what she started devoting her life to. And that's beautiful. If you do not know what it is, being a highly sensitive person or HSP means that you are, like it says in the word, highly sensitive. And being highly sensitive means that you experience life a lot deeper with more feelings and you feel deeper. Um, And I am a highly sensitive person too. I've always been very sensitive. I've been able to feel people's emotions from I since yeah since a very young age. As soon as I step into a room, I know the energy, and I've stepped into a few rooms in which I knew the energy was not good. And nowadays, I know why because it just wasn't okay. It didn't feel safe. So being a highly sensitive person is not easy because boundaries are hard. We tend to be people pleasers. We tend to want to always do everything good and we pick up on so many things and life is just so much deeper. For me, especially if I listen to music or if I see a colour, I can really be like overwhelmed by it. Or when I see animals in nature, I just get so, so much, I feel so much love. And the same goes for people. If people experienced rough things, I feel their emotions so deeply And that is really a tricky thing to not actually take over their emotions. Anyway, Alyssa really dedicated her life to this. So if you are interested in any of this, please go and check Alyssa out. And with no further ado, I am going to introduce to you Alyssa from Life by Alyssa. Alyssa, thank you so much for being on the podcast, the Lovingly Conscious podcast. I have a question for you. Um, I asked this to everybody, which conscious decision did you make today? Ooh, I love this question. And first off, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So conscious decision I've made so far. So right now it's 9am. So I haven't had much of a day yet. But for me, actually, a conscious decision is just like, I like to start out my morning checking in with myself right away and actually seeing what feels like the most nourishing way for me to start my day. Um, I have, I loosely have a routine. I always do some sort of like mindfulness in the morning and I like to like move my body and I like to create. So I always do those three things, but I don't always do it in the same order. Uh, So this morning I was like, you know what sounds good? Drinking a cup of coffee and doing some creating. I'm going to meditate later and I'm going to move later. So yeah, just like actually just checking in with like what I want to do is is a really conscious decision for me. 
I love that. I love how you say that it's not a set routine. I often feel like very often we we think we need to have this morning routine that has to be the same every day because that's what all the YouTube people do. But, you know, uh, it's not always like that. Life isn't stagnant. So I love that you say that. Thank you so much for your answer. So tell me about your story. How did you become an HSP mentor? So for all the people who don't know it, uh, Alyssa, you are uh, a highly sensitive person. I'm one too, yay. And um, you became a mentor and a writer about that. Um, what made you the person that you, that you are today? And what made you go into this field of work? Yeah, I didn't like intend to go into this work. It was never like a plan for me. It was very organic. Um, so it all began about two and a half years ago with a blog. I, I had been prior to starting my blog two and a half years ago, I had been dealing with really bad digestive issues. I had something called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And I had leaky gut and these two digestive issues I was made me incredibly sick. I seriously could not eat more than like 20 or 30 foods. It was like a very, just a very hard time. And I started working with a holistic doctor and he explained to me that a lot of my issues were actually caused by stress and anxiety. Um, so this just for like reference, this, um, the digestive issues started about six years ago. So it was a very long journey for me with those. But um, he explained that it was brought on by stress and anxiety. And at the time I was working a super stressful job in this like toxic environment, people were working crazy hours and it just, I was like dealing with so much negativity and stress all of the time and I was internalizing it. And so I learned while working with this doctor that I was a highly sensitive person. That's why I was so affected by my environment to the point where it was literally making me sick. My body just like could not take all of the stress and toxicity around me. So in working with my doctor, I started looking into different stress relief tactics. And right away I found meditation and I started meditating like three days a week. And then it quickly became every single day because I just started feeling so much better so I was doing that and I was eating healthier. Before that, I just didn't care what I ate. I just was like, whatever. So I got really into like holistic health. And then I started blogging because I was just feeling so good. I was like, wow, having like a spiritual practice is amazing. And my blog literally just started from inspiration. I just wanted to share like life inspiration with people and personal development stuff. It was not specifically HSP content. Mm, okay. And then over time I would share once in a while, like my own stories about being sensitive. And I would notice anytime I talked about it, people were like really into it, wanted to learn more. And so eventually over time, I just realized, okay, this is like what people need to hear. This is what I like to talk about. So it evolved into just being only HSP content. And um, from there, I started a membership community last September. I'm now doing one-on-one -on -one mentorship. And this was all just like kind of intuitively led, like, okay, this sounds like a good idea. So it, yeah, it's been very organic and like super fun. Cool. And, and how are the mentorships going? Did you get like a training in becoming a coach or is it like completely intuitive? Completely intuitive, which is kind of like one of those that's I've, I've realized that's kind of how I roll I'm just like 
okay, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I have a lot of experience. I've um, done tons of research and I know how to talk to people. And what I've learned is a lot of it is like, people just want to be seen and heard and validated. And so I've like had such great results with my one-on-one -on -one mentorship clients. Like I'm seeing them literally evolve as humans. And it's not like, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, I can take credit for that. It's just them seeing themselves like for who they really are. It's been like the coolest thing. Um, so yeah, again, that was just like a very organic thing. Cause people in my membership were like, can I work with you one-on-one? -on -one? And I'm like, well, I guess let's give it a shot. So yeah, sure. Cool. Really cool. I yeah. love that. Awesome. And your membership, um, what can people do there? How does that work exactly? Yeah. So every month in my membership, we focus on a different topic for HSPs. So some of our past topics have been things like setting boundaries, uh, people pleasing, um, why sensitivity is a superpower, healing the inner child. So I love to like have a different topic each month. And what it really consists of is the members get a, a new meditation from me each month. They get like an exclusive podcast. I bring in a guest expert every month because I love to like bring in other people's knowledge. And, and then we meet up on Zoom as a group every month. And that's like probably my favorite part because I just think a lot of sensitive people uh, don't have felt very misunderstood and very alone so I love having like one hour where we're we're together and we're just like sharing openly and people are like oh my gosh I'm not weird so it's yeah it's just a really cool group I'm like I love it that is so beautiful thank you for doing that thank you for giving people the opportunity and I've loved your blog I've been I think I've been following you from the start haven't I I think you have. I was like, yeah. I feel like we've been connected for a while. So yeah, yeah we you, have. you've seen the evolution. <laughs> well, yeah, I have seen the evolution and seeing you grow into what your business is today. It's amazing what you've done. So wow. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And talking about having your own company, you are your own boss. And I love that. How do you make your con contribution to the world except from like the coaching and the membership is there anything else that you do next to that I'm definitely like kind of learning as I go and trying to evolve in like you know more ways of contributing um since it's like I've really only been a business like earning any money since last September September so um I'm still kind of just like evolving into what what this will really look like but um, I mean, at the core of it, like my mission is to help sensitive people feel seen and heard. And so that's like, I just want to help other organizations. I really want to help also just like other HSP people, like trying to do good in the world, you know, like businesses and things like that. Like, I really want to start highlighting them more because what I really care about and what I really want to see is like sensitive people at the forefront, like as leaders, just like feeling really good about who they are and what they stand for. So that's kind of what I'm seeing next on the horizon is like really uplifting other highly sensitive people and giving more of a voice and and just like having us as, as more leaders. Cause I think the world is a better place when we have more like empathy, you know, and at the forefront, like we need it, we need it. Yes, we do. Yeah. Preacher for the choir sister, love <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think as an empath and um, highly sensitive people, we already have to choose 
to live a more conscious life because otherwise those boundaries constantly get you know overawed and you feel overwhelmed a lot of the time what are your top tips for highly sensitive people and empaths um yeah I think setting boundaries is mm-hmm. number one isn't it yeah I was definitely <laughs> gonna say setting boundaries number one I preach about this all the time and like honestly I'm still figuring it out myself I don't have it perfect by any means a lot of times I share what what I'm working on but yes boundaries are so important a lot of highly sensitive people fall into being people pleasers and feeling bulldozed and pushed over and like you know, a lot of times I'll hear HSPs say like, I just feel like I'm always doing more for everyone else than they are for me. And what I see there is a boundaries issue because I believe boundaries are how we teach people to treat us. So if you have no boundaries and you're saying yes all the time, and then you're mad about it, it's like, but you're saying yes, like you, you have to take responsibility and stand up for yourself. So I, and it's hard for sensitive people, I find, um, because a lot of times we're just like, scared of hurting someone's feelings. We, we don't want to experience the discomfort of someone potentially being upset with us, but I feel like the, like I'd rather be on, have someone be upset with me than continue to betray myself and then, you know, be resentful. So that's the number one thing I think sensitive people, boundaries, boundaries, like that's everything. Um, the second thing is just, I would say having like a conscious, like mindfulness practice in your life of some sort, because I always tell HSPs, like my clients, like we have to put on our armor for the day. Like we can't control what the world is going to be like around us. Like highly sensitive people make up 15 to 20% of the population. So that means the majority of people are not as going to be as sensitive as us. And we can't expect everyone to just like be like us like it's just not going to happen and so we have to know how to take good care of ourselves so that we can go out into the world and not feel so you know overwhelmed by things and by people so that looks like you know it's going to be different for everyone for me it's meditation it's like I love yoga or pilates and journaling so those are like non-negotiables to me um and the third one I mean I think it's it's doing the inner work it's looking at the ways that you have like felt shameful for being sensitive and working through that because I think what I find in HSPs is a lot of us do hold on to a lot of shame. Many of us were grew up being told we were too sensitive, we we're too much, we were too emotional. And so a lot of sensitive people like feel at their core very wrong for who they are. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, I need to change in order for people to like and accept me. And so I don't feel like we can thrive as highly sensitive people until we learn to accept and love that about ourselves. And usually there's a lot of like, you know, inner child wounding and, and like all of these old patterns that we're continuing to replay. So that's like another thing I really work on with my members and my, my one-on-one clients. It's like, okay, let's get to the core of that. And then let's rewrite it. Cause then you can go out into your life and you can just be like proud to be who you are. I love that. Rewriting that story. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much. You make uh, being a highly sensitive person really fun. Um, I love the colorful things you do on your Instagram. Absolutely beautiful. And I loved your archetype quiz. And I was an intuitive queen. I took the quiz and I'm an intuitive queen. I think I took it twice. I took it when you just had it for the first time. And then I did it again and I stayed the queen. 
Can you share a bit about every archetype that you have? Yeah. And also I'm just like pumped that you say I make it fun because that's like my goal. I just felt like all I love that there's, there's a lot of, or decent amount of HSP accounts out there, but a lot of them I felt like just weren't my vibe that, you know, just more like calming colors and whatever, which is great. But for me, I'm like, I love color and I love fun. So anyway, pumped about that. Um, and yeah, I made the empath archetype quiz because I just thought it was like a fun way for for sensitive people to like see what's really great about them. So I'll start off by saying like each of us have has every archetype within us. So the four archetypes are intuitive queen, um, empathic leader, caretaker soul, and creative maven. So it's like we all are all of these, but I find that there's one we lean into the most. So I'm the same. I'm intuitive queen, which makes sense based on all, all of this other stuff. I've How heard. we do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start with that one. So the intuitive queen is really the person who is really led by their intuition. And, you know, it's that person who's like noticing the repeating numbers and getting excited about them and being like, oh, it's a sign. And like, you know, being able to like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I recognize it. I've got, I've seriously, last week I saw so many repeating numbers and I'm like, signs yeah. everywhere. How can people miss this? It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same way. It just makes it so fun. It's like, it's all, it's yeah. all over the place. And I think the other cool thing about like the people who lead with their intuition are you're going to be able to like pick up on people's energy really easily. You can just sense the shift, which again, I think all empathic sensitive people have that ability, but like for somebody who really leans into their intuition, it's just going to be so natural. You'll like, you know, you'll be the person who knows like, oh, so-and-so needs me to reach out to them today. So, or you just walk into a room and you just know, you know, what's going on hundred percent straight away. Yeah. It's like unexplainable. Yeah. So that's that one. Um, the empathic leader. So this is the person who, really leads with their emotional intelligence. It's somebody who is really a leader at their core. They want to inspire people around them. They want to see the world be a better place. They're passionate about maybe, you know, social issues or, or things like that, but they don't do it in the traditional leader sense, you know, not the like dominating, like aggressive leader. It's more of that gentle, nurturing, empathetic leadership where you're looking at your team and you're like, oh, these people would work well together or like actually having the awareness that you need to speak to two different people in two different ways. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. Is that like a Mar um, Marianne Williamson? Definitely. Would she be one of those? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, so it's like powerful in a different way. And that's what I love. I think it's just like more of a, I love the idea of like, just like a quiet power. I mean, you don't have to be a quiet person, but you know, it's just like, it's not, you're not being boastful or loud to get attention. You're just like a quiet, confident um, uh, leadership style. Yeah, leader with love, basically leading with love. Exactly. The next one, caretaker soul. I think this was the most popular result I've seen HSPs get. So this is really your traditional like caretaking person, the one that you know, you go on a trip and they always have snacks and like sunscreen or whatever. They're like thoughtful. They love to like make you dinner. They are, you know, they're the caretaker. They just love taking care of people. Um, you know, I've found in talking to HSPs, a lot of people end up in caretaking types of professions. Like I know a lot of nurse HSPs actually, and, and some therapists as well, which kind of doesn't surprise me because I, we have that more empathetic nature. So it's like, 
and we tend to just know what people need. So uh, we can be really good caretakers. And then the last one is the creative maven. I think this one is probably the most like uncommon, um, but the creative maven is just like the one who is the artist, the creator, they look around and they see inspiration and beauty and they're really able to channel all of their feelings and emotions and, you know, intuitions about the world, like into art and just like creating more from that and, and inspiring people as a result. So yeah, I, because I find, you know, sensitive people, one of the things, parts of being that is like, we really experience the fullness of life, the ups and downs. And so <laughs> I think that we find that probably a lot of like artists and poets and things like that are probably pretty sensitive because it's just such a depth. So it is a depth. Yeah, if I, I feel, always feel like when I'm, when I'm listening to music, um, that I feel so deeply what, what it means, or when I see a color, I can really enjoy it more. Or when I'm with family or friends or loved ones, I can, I can just feel it so much more than the rest. You know what I mean? I just, it's just so deep. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Someone once said, it's like, being highly sensitive is like experience the experiencing the world in technicolor I'm like oh, oh my gosh I yes. love that it's like so vibrant yeah which is awesome it is vibrant which is also really hard sometimes I mean do you ex experience mm -hmm. a lot with your clients that they try to numb themselves because for me emotional eating has been a really hard one that I'm still dealing with um it's just so easy to numb myself with food so extremely easy because it just makes life more I guess flat and it makes it easier to be more happy and half the time I'm like why am I feeling this way I'm having a good day I don't get why I'm feeling so overwhelmed sad and food is just such an easy way out do you experience that yeah. very often yes yes that's very very common for sure the numbing um a, yeah a lot of people have it with the eating a lot of people have it with drinking alcohol um for me it was definitely like especially like in retrospect, like looking at my life, like college, like there was just so much stimulation all around me, you know, like parties and craziness. And I was, I mean, I know it's like pretty normal in college to like be binge drinking and things like that, but I can see how a lot of that was really perpetuated by like, I was so sensitive. And so I can see a lot of times where I was drinking too much wine or whatever, because it was just like too much. And so, yeah, that's something I work with my clients on because there's like, um, maybe you've probably heard of this, like this idea of like emotion regulation. And when we over-regulate our emotions, we numb out. We like, well, either, you know, just like, it's kind of like, I don't have time to deal with this. And so we try to avoid and push it away. So we might do that with food, alcohol, overworking. That's another one I've done where it's just like, I don't have time to deal. I'm just going to like be a workaholic and then there's the under-regulating of your emotions. And that's when you're just like super reactionary. It's just like, there's not, like you just react instantly and you're, you know, over the top. So you wanna, yeah, you wanna be somewhere in between obviously and manage it health in a healthy way. Yeah, which will be, be different in every phase of, you know, your life. It's because life is ups and downs. So it's different every single day. Definitely. How do we embrace being an empath? How do we embrace being HSP? Yeah. Okay. This is a big one. I mean, so for one, that's one reason I, I created that quiz, the empath archetype quiz. That's just like a fun, lighthearted way just to get people used to the idea of seeing like, oh, there's something like 
you know, positive about me being sensitive. Like for a lot of people, that idea that it could even be a good thing is like foreign to them. They're like, what do you mean? Like there, it's not good to be sensitive. So there's a lot of deep stuff there. So I like to start from the beginning. Like I like to have, I have like the people in my membership, for instance, um, when you start out, you look at your past. What did you believe about being sensitive when you were growing up? What were the things that you heard about it? Like, you know, how do you feel about it now? Like kind of just getting curious and looking at the ways that it's affected you and what, like where those beliefs came from. And like, even understanding, like, are these things I actually believe about myself or was it something I was just told, you know, like, I know I had amazing, or I have amazing parents, but like, they didn't know I was an HSP. So there was a lot of times when they're like, oh my gosh, you're so dramatic. Like why, like what's wrong, you know? And it was like, like really frustrating for them at times, which I can understand, but that messed with me a little bit. So anyway, we all have something to that degree. So it's always like first, like looking at what it is and gaining awareness about it. And then it's, it's, you know, understanding the things that are, that have triggered you, like where, you know, where do you have opportunity for growth and, and change? So I always have people looking at like people pleasing and boundaries, like, because those are so common. Um, And once you start taking steps to overcome these things, like once you start setting small boundaries, saying no, this is when you can kind of start to see, like, it's like, it builds that confidence in yourself. Like, okay, I'm capable of not being a pushover. I'm capable of living in a a more empowering way. And so it kind of builds that confidence. Um, And I also think, so it's like those things, the self-work, it's also being around other HSPs. I think this is so critical. It's so healing because then it's like, when you see other HSPs who are cool with being who they are, they are proud of it. It rubs off on you. You're like, oh, I have my tribe. I have my people. And it kind of just continues to plant the seed. Okay. There's other people who have experienced this, this there's, you know, I'm not alone. These things happen to me. It doesn't mean I'm, there's anything wrong with me. Um, and then, yeah, just like talking about the strengths of it. I love, I love sharing about that. I think it's awesome that we have more empathy. I think it's really great that we're so intuitive and a lot of, you know, HSPs are really good at their jobs because we're just like very good at noticing details. So it's kind of a whole mix of things, but it's all coming down to like just self radical self-acceptance and not feeling like you need to change, you know, just accepting who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And the steps that you've just explained are really, really great. Um, It's funny that you say that we're also really good at our jobs (laughs) because <laughs> it's it's so true that we we pick up on everything which can also be overwhelming mm-hmm. but we can pick up on everything yeah useful how can we thrive the best is that the ra- radical self yeah radical self-love and having the boundaries around your time and energy because when you have boundaries around your time and energy like you create more space for yourself to do the things that allow you to thrive like if you don't have good boundaries and you're like always doing everything for everyone else. And you're not going to have time for like the meditation, the movement, the like creating whatever, like really fills your soul. And then you're just going to be burnt out. So I think we have to have boundaries. Um, you know, I could go on all day about those just to like, yeah, really protect your space and, um, your practices and all of that. Mm, Yeah. And also making sure that you give yourself that opportunity I I mean, so often I feel overwhelmed with what I've got to do and then either I'll not do anything 
or I'll be throwing myself in work. Um, so I really need to give myself the opportunity to meditate, to do yoga. Um, but that, that sometimes can be a struggle too. So it's also, uh, for me, that's how I've experienced the radical self-love. I've got to give myself that opportunity to actually do that for myself. That's such a great point. I completely relate. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. So I've got four rapid fire questions that I'm going to ask you. Um, which subject should be mandatory at schools all over, all over the world. And then it wouldn't be anything about HSP because that would already be in the curriculum. (laughs) Ooh, oh my gosh. I love that. An extra one. Yeah. You know what? I I'm trying to think of like how I should exactly word this, but I think there's just like so little understanding of, okay. How do I say this? Like we're people take things so personally we get so offended by people um we get hurt very easily but a lot of times it's like other people are just projecting their own past or hurts or things like that and I just think oh my gosh it would be so helpful if we could I guess it would be sort of like a psychology type of thing where we could just like understand human nature and you know know why people behave in certain ways and not take things like get I don't know. I don't want to say not get so hurt because I understand, but just like, yeah, I guess it's like not take things as personally and just understand human nature. It's have more compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More compassion for the other. Uh, That's one of the things I, I studied. There's such a bad translation for this, but in Dutch it's called Levensbeschauing. And um, it's basically literally, if you translate it, literally it's called life viewing, Mm. (laughs) viewing life, looking at life. And, um, we were taught to become a pastoral worker, but then not in the Christian sense, but more in the overall sense of how do you feel? Do you feel like you've got a purpose in life? And, um, one of the things that we were always, that was one of the first things that they taught us was, are you projecting your things on other people or how, how, can if someone acts a certain way what do you think that means does it really have to do with you or does it have to do with something that's internally and I was like whoa that was one of those moments in my life that I decided and realized and also after that decided I don't have to be afraid of why she's not answering her text or you know um have I done something wrong as a friend I've worried about those sort of things so much less afterwards because people have got stuff going on in their lives basically you find yourself way I find myself way too important sometimes you know what I mean yes everyone finds yeah you touched on exactly (laughs) what I was thinking exactly because I remember being yeah so hurt why didn't she text me back oh my gosh they hate me it's like no one's really thinking about you (laughs) like they're in their own world (laughs) exactly Yeah, they have their own things going on. And probably afterwards, they'll feel super guilty for not answering their texts. Exactly. But you know, don't let it and that's what day. they're worried about again. Yeah, totally. That's funny. <laughs> oh, funny. I love that. I love this one. This would this would solve a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Which book should everybody read? Ooh, I've this one has come up a lot lately for me, like a book I've been recommending. So I guess it's the one, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I just love that book. Like that was one of the first self-helpy like spiritual books I read. And it's a short, simple book. And it was, I still refer to it all the time. So that would be my recommendation. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, which show, film or documentary should everybody watch? Ooh, hmm. You know, if you think you're a highly sensitive person, or I think just anyone should watch this 
just to have understanding. It's called Sensitive, the Untold Story. It's on Amazon Prime and it's about highly sensitive people. And it's like, it's based on the, I believe, well, so the woman who like coined the term uh, HSP, Dr. Elaine Aaron, it's like, she was part of like producing this, this documentary or this, this film. So I would recommend that one. Mm, just for general understanding, but maybe also recognizing yourself in certain things. Exactly, exactly. Because it helps to have the people around us kind of understand us too. Yeah. And what is your tip for living a life in love? Ooh, you know, I just think it's all about looking for the inspiration around you and the beauty around you. That was like the tagline of my blog when I first started it. It was like finding the beauty in the everyday because that was like my goal is just like looking around and seeing, actually noticing the kind things people do and like savoring your coffee and, you know, like actually just like being in tune with life's small moments. I think that's kind of the key because we're always like looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's like outside of ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like be present, which is hard to do, but you know, try and Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. And notice the small things and get excited about the little joys as well. You know, people act like they're too cool to get excited. It's like, I'd rather like be you know, excited about things. Super excited. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think as HSPs, we can see the things that are beautiful a bit more easily. Completely agree. For sure. I think that's Mm. another one of the superpowers of it. Yeah, it is a superpower. Definitely. Thank you, Alyssa. Um, Have I not asked you anything? Is there anything that you would like to share still? I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of good things and talked about all the stuff. I'm like, super passionate about. So yeah, I mean, I just want to continue to drive home the point for if you're listening and you think you might be a highly sensitive person, like just know there's nothing wrong with you. You do not need to change who you are to thrive in the world. It comes down to self-acceptance and taking good care of yourself. That's it. There's tons of people out there who are doing it. So if you're struggling, like you can do it and you're not alone. I love it. I can feel the empathy and warmth coming from you right now. I love this. So <laughs> oh, <beautiful>. thank you. <laughs> Where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yeah. So I have a, a website, lifebyalissa.com, but I'm kind of like updating it. I haven't really updated it that, you know, that recently. So that's one way, but I would honestly say go to my Instagram, lifebyalissa. I have all the links in my bio there and you can like, I'd probably say the best way to work with me is the HSP membership. It's not open at the moment, but it will be um, early fall. So I will be sharing a ton when that's, when that's open. So that would be a great way to work together. And you are so active on Instagram. So there's so many nuggets of wisdom coming from you over there. So much free content, guys. If you're an HSP, go and follow Alyssa because it's just, it's so worth it. Thank you so much. Yay. I'm excited. Thank you so much for this. I, I love this conversation. I really think we've covered something so important. And thank you for attributing your life to this right now at this moment in your life. Thank you so much for having me. Listening to this episode again whilst editing it made me so happy. Seriously, guys, if you are an HSP, go and check out Alyssa's profiles because she has so much to offer and she talks about this and dedicates her life to it. And seriously, she's such an empath, as in I just felt the warmth coming from the screen when I interviewed her. 
She is such a beautiful soul. If you are an empath or an HSP, know that you are not alone. I know what it's like. I know how hard it can be at times. Um, Seriously, I've been going through this for the last week again. All the feelings, you know, coming through and going towards my summer holiday that I really feel like I need. It's hard sometimes, yeah, but we are together. So know that. Know that we are together. Know that we are here for you to support you. And if you need anything from us, please just send us a DM. We are here for you. This is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give us a five star review on iTunes or on Spotify or share it with someone who might enjoy this. Thank you so much for being here and I hope to see you next week. Bye. Oh